Hello, baseball fans and fans of the old Sully Baseball Podcast. This is your pal Sully, Paul Francis Sullivan. And no, you're not seeing things. This is a new posting on the old Sully Baseball Podcast feed that some of you probably still have on your phones and your tablets or whatever you subscribe to. Thanks for keeping me around. Hey, let me tell you why I'm posting on this particular feed instead of the Locked On MLB feed for today. What I am posting here is a preview of a brand new and all new podcast that is produced and hosted by your pal Sully. It's called Bull Durham Minute, and it's a movie-by-minute podcast. If you don't know what that means, that means it's a show where we cover a movie over the course of the entire series. Each episode, we specifically talk about one minute of the movie. And by the end of the series, we've done a great deep dive into a specific film where we go through. We break it down, the details, what works, the elements of it that make it really a terrific movie. There's great tangents we go on, great observations we go on. And I've been a guest on Indiana Jones Minute, MASH Minute, Toy Story Minute, Aliens Minute, uh, Star Trek Minute, a, a bunch of them, Rocky Minute, that they break down movies, all the movies I just mentioned, they break them down one minute at a time. And I absolutely love the format, and I thought I should do one. I think I'd be pretty good at one. And so I decided to do one for my favorite baseball movie of all time, which is Bull Durham. Well... What I'm going to be doing over the next couple of days is I'm going to be posting the first four episodes here on this feed. It'll eventually be on its own feed, which will be up in early January. It'll be a brand new podcast feed you can subscribe to on all the places you get podcasts. It'll be called Bold Durham Minute. But I'm giving you a sneak preview here on the old Sully Baseball feed. And so this is going to be episode one that you're going to listen to, a sneak peek of episode one of Bold Durham Minute, where it's just me introducing the show, why I'm doing it, and, well, setting up the whole thing. So please enjoy the sneak peek of Bull Durham Minute. Welcome to Bull Durham Minute. This is the podcast where we break down the 1988 classic movie one minute at a time. So put your hands together for your host, our own Paul Francis Sullivan. Feel free to call him Sully. Hello! Welcome to the premiere episode of Bull Durham Minute. This is the Movie by Minute podcast where we talk about my favorite baseball film of all time, and that is Bull Durham. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm a television producer who has background in some shows like The Daily Show with John Stewart and The Bonnie Hunt Show and X-Men, a bunch of shows in local television in San Francisco and other various reality and talk shows along the way. Got an Emmy nomination for my troubles. I am a filmmaker. I directed an indie feature entitled I'll Believe You, which was released in theaters in 2007. It's available on Amazon. I also have written for various websites and magazines about baseball. I've been the host of several podcasts. Currently, I'm the host of Locked On MLB, which is a daily baseball podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I hosted my own show called Sully Baseball Daily, where I did 1,622 straight days with an original podcast every single day, 365 of them a year, if you're counting. I did an extra if there was a leap year. And I have been a guest on many 
baseball discussions and shows and podcasts and also television, including the Curse of the Bambino on HBO, Reverse the Curse of the Bambino, which is also on HBO, the documentary Spaceman, A Baseball Odyssey, which was about Bill Lee. I was also in the feature film called Spaceman, where I did a scene with Josh Duhamel as a mailman who gets tackled. Uh, same director, Brett Rapkin, made those films about Bill Lee. And I also have been a guest on many Moving by Minute podcasts, including Indiana Jones Minute, Salute to Tom Taylor and Jerry Porter and Pete Mummert, the great hosts of that show who introduced me to this format. We have to tip our hats to Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer for Star Wars Minute, basically starting this great train. I love the format. I love being on so many of the shows and meeting people like Tierney Steele and Megan Coleman and Jim O'Kane, all these people who have hosted these shows that have had me on, including Star Trek Minute, MASH Minute, Rocketeer, Airport, Toy Story, Dark Knight, Aliens, the folks over at Wilder Ride for Young Frankenstein. I'm sure I'm missing one or two that I've been a guest on, but it's been a lot of fun. And I wanted to do my own movie by minute podcast. I wanted to go ahead and do it. And I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory of why I chose specifically to do Bull Durham. And I could afford to do this because it's an introduction episode. And also, uh, let's face it, not a lot happens in the first minute of, of this movie. I wanted to do a movie by minute podcast. And I kicked around the idea of doing Casablanca at one point because that's one of my favorite films of all time. And then I thought, I, I tell you what I should do. Because another one of my 10 favorite films of all time is All the President's Men. Great movie. And I figured that would be an interesting one to do. And also in light of things that are happening in the news right now, it might be somewhat timely. But I realized in rewatching All the President's Men that it is a, a great movie. But a lot of it is just like old white men in a room talking at each other. It's not exactly Star Wars. It's not exactly Indiana Jones. It's not exactly filled with action. And so in order to make that compelling, I would have to become a Watergate expert or have to find lots of Watergate experts. And I got news for you. I don't have the bandwidth to do that right now. And so I thought, well, do you know what? I have a baseball podcast. Most people listen to my podcast because they enjoy my take on baseball. Why don't I do a baseball movie? And for years when asked the question, people know I'm a, a big movie buff and a baseball fan. The question comes around of what's your favorite baseball movie? And I'm really tough on baseball movies. I'm very tough on baseball movies because I would rather just watch baseball rather than a movie about baseball. And I'm very picky about it. But the answer I had given for years and years was The Natural. And I am a fan of The Natural. Not everyone is a fan of The Natural. I get it. But I like The Natural a lot. I think it's beautifully made. It's exquisitely shot and designed. The production values, the cinematography, the costume, all those elements are spectacular. Great music score by Randy. Newman, I almost said Randy Johnson, that's how big a baseball fan I am. And obviously the cast, is, I think it's a very good Redford performance, but the supporting cast, Robert Duvall, Kim Basinger, Glenn Close got an Oscar nomination, Farnsworth, uh, Wilford Brimley, Darren McGavin, Michael Madsen, Barbara Hershey is great in the film, Robert Prosky is incredible in the film, the always amazing Joe Don Baker, Mitchell, Mitchell's in the movie and he's basically playing Babe Ruth, and he's incredible as Babe Ruth. And I just thought, this is going to be great, because every shot in that film is gorgeous. Every performance is great. 
And it's, it's a film I've always loved because it's kind of a heightened reality. It, it's, it makes no attempt to be realistic. It's basically, and I, and I discuss this in a later episode, it's a movie about mythology. I thought, okay, that'll be great. Lots of, lots of images, lots of great performance. And I was all ready to sit down and do the natural minute. And then it hit me. As much as I love the natural, it's Bull Durham that's my favorite baseball movie. And it took me to sitting down to prep a podcast to come to that realization. And the reason is that while the production values and everything in the natural are superior to the much lower budget Bull Durham, I kept re-watching Bull Durham. I kept re-quoting Bull Durham. The characters of Bull Durham, the relationships in Bull Durham, the humor of Bull Durham, the realism of Bull Durham, and the romance and spirituality of Bull Durham, I thought, in the end, was more interesting. And the idea of spending time with Crash Davis and with Annie and with Nuke and with all the supporting characters in Bull Durham was a lot more appealing to me than hanging out with Roy Hobbs and all the other characters from The Natural. I may wind up doing a natural minute if this is a success, but I realize that Bull Durham's my favorite because I think it's the most sincere. I think it's the best film about fandom and playing baseball. And it has my favorite love triangle in any movie with the possible exception of the Philadelphia story with Cary Grant and Katherine Hepburn and James Stewart, which is a great, that's another great movie. And maybe I'll do a Philadelphia story minute. I, you know, not enough classic films are being done as movie by minutes. But right now I'm taking this one on. If I'm going to hang out with a film for 108 episodes, I'd rather be one that makes me smile and makes me happy. You know, I mean, one of my favorite movies is Chinatown. You do Chinatown Minute. I ain't doing that one. So let's just dive right into the movie. And normally when you do the movie by minutes, you, know, you start in and you, you just give a casual, if any, reference to the distributor logo. But I'm not going to. I'm going to actually talk about the distributor logo, which pops right up in the beginning. The beautiful Orion logo of the Orion constellation moving back, swirling, becoming the O informing the words Orion Pictures. I used to love Orion Pictures when they came out because there seemed to be a stamp of quality. They tended to try to make really good movies in a way that some of the other studios didn't. Now, I did associate them with like Woody Allen. I was a big, I was a big Woody Allen film in the 80s. It's films that he did in the 80s, like Zelig, like Broadway Danny Rose, like Purple Rose of Cairo and Hannah and Her Sisters and Radio Days and Crimes and Misdemeanors all had the Orion Pictures logo at the beginning. And that reminds me of that. But also, there's a ton of other terrific films. To do a little tiny backstory on Orion Pictures, that three executives from United Artists, Eric Pleskow, Robert Benjamin, and Arthur Krim, left United Artists and joined Mike Metavoy to create what became Orion Pictures. Now, they just finished doing a run at United Artists, which was unbelievably high quality films, whether it was In the Heat of the Night, Fiddler on the Roof, uh, Woody Allen films like Annie Hall and Love and Death and Manhattan, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, all the James Bond films, Rocky, I think I mentioned Midnight Cowboy. I mean, just tremendous, like one 
great film after another, dominating Best Picture. And that group left and formed Orion and kept that going. They started doing like, you know, Monty Python's Life of Brian or The Great Santini. And they had crowd-pleasing films like Caddyshack and Arthur and Back to School. They also did uh, Desperately Seeking Susan was a big one that they did. As I mentioned, the Woody Allen films before, they had Amadeus, they had Platoon, they had Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They had so many great films that were made and kind of continued that level of good, solid film where they took chances. And Bull Durham was one of those films. Now, I don't understand how Hollywood finances work because in 1990, they had back-to-back Best Picture winners that were both blockbusters at the theater. Dances with Wolves, you had another Kevin Costner film, and The Silence of the Lambs. And then they went bankrupt, and all hell broke loose, and the company fell apart, and Miramax basically picked up where they left off. But this wonderful stretch, which you can connect from the late 60s right through the early 90s, where this group of executives, first at UA and then at Orion Pictures, made these terrific movies where they took chances. And I'm going to talk in a later minute about the fact that there were multiple baseball films that they were making. And instead of saying like, oh, we can't do this. We already have a baseball movie. They took a chance with the script and said, no, this is, this is what we're going to make. And in you know, 1988, which in many ways was one of the great years of comedy, this film came out and was a hit. One thing I always loved oddly about the Orion Pictures logo was they tended to start the music before the logo faded out. And so you would hear either the jazz music for a Woody Allen film or the Mozart music playing in Amadeus would start up before the logo faded out. Uh, stylistically, I enjoyed that. First title we see is a Mount Company production. As we start hearing the woman's voice singing what is kind of either soulful or sexy, kind of a combination of the two, which is very appropriate for this film. Very feminine music being played at the beginning which is going to be a theme that we'll see for the early parts of this film. Uh, Tom Mount was the producer of this film. Ron Shelton wrote the film. Uh, very famously, he was a former minor leaguer who basically wrote down a lot of his experiences in the minor leagues and developed this movie. Was a working writer, including the film The Best of Times with Robin Williams and Kurt Russell, which led directly to the making of this particular movie. Tom Mount was the producer of it who used to be a bigwig at Universal Pictures, later founded a Mount Company, and had a bunch of in interesting films that he produced, his company produced, like Frantic and Natural Born Killers and Indian Runner and Tequila Sunrise. He was born in Durham. Maybe that piqued his interest that this film took place in his hometown. Uh, I, I don't know if that, if that had any influence whatsoever. Supposedly, this is a, my lazy internet research and Wikipedia and a couple other articles I saw. Supposedly, he was one of the inspirations for another Tim Robbins film, which was The Player. He was supposedly the unscrupulous movie exec that Tim Robbins is based upon. He's denied it, saying, I never murdered a screenwriter. I'd like to believe that. But Tom Mount produced it, and anyone who produced a movie this good is all for me. Now, we see a couple of classic images, like the kids playing baseball in the alleyway from, it looks like, the Great Depression. 
which goes right into an image of Pete Rose sliding into third base as a member of the Phillies later in his career. So there's clearly a picture taken in the 80s. And by the way, if you're expecting me to get into any controversial discussion about Pete Rose and the Hall of Fame, wrong podcast. I'll talk about that in Lockdown MLB. I'm not going to bog anyone down here. Great player. He did it to himself. And there's the image of, I can't tell if it's Willie Mays. I don't think it is. It might be Monty Irvin. It is an African-American player making a catch against the wall. It might be Willie Mays. He's wearing the New York Giants jersey, and it looks like he's doing it. I don't know what stadium this is. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I can't identify the photo, and I know I'm disappointing many of the people who think that I'm an idiot savant who knows everything about baseball history. We see Kevin Costner and Susan Sarandon's name build first and dissolve into the image of Fernando Valenzuela, which we will learn later in the film has added significance based upon Annie's love for Fernando. I love this opening that they have. I'm a big believer that opening credit sequences do a lot to set up the tone of the film. I'm always a little disappointed when a movie just begins without an opening credit sequence because you can really set up the mood, tone, and feel of a film with a really good opening credit sequence. And this one does it beautifully. Now, I had seen a bunch of these pictures before, but I'm a, a big baseball fan, a big fan of baseball history. Some of these images have become a little bit cliched based upon the Ken Burns special, but that didn't come out until, what, seven, eight years after this came out. No, six years later, because that's right, because it was 94 during the strike. So that wasn't until six years later. But to look at some of these images, some of these classic images, some of them old pictures, some of them contemporary, which is another important thing in the film, that it doesn't live entirely in the past. It does honor the present, it does honor the future. And to look at these images with a woman humming something soulful and kind of sexy behind it, forces you to look at these pictures from a different perspective and a different point of view, which, quite frankly, is the theme of a lot of this movie. You are going to watch a baseball movie that is different from any baseball movie you're ever going to see because of its perspective and because of its unique point of view. And because my mother is listening to this right now, I did not say very unique point of view. I just said unique point of view. So we start the movie off this way, and it's already interesting, and it's already from a distinct vantage point. Now, that's all I'm going to talk about for minute one, because there's so much to talk about, and there's so much fun, and there's so many characters, and some of the characters are going to be on the screen, and some of the characters are going to be in your earbuds, because I've lined up some terrific guests. Some are comedians. Some are authors and writers, baseball writers. Some are other podcasters. Some are actors. Some are people who have a vantage point of baseball that is, oh, let's just say unique. I'm going to try to get a couple of people who are involved in the movie itself to show up. This is episode one, but I've already recorded about 20 episodes. So I already have an idea of where this is going and what not to mention in episode one. I'm going to have for minute two, Tierney Steele from MASH Minute is going to be my guest, and she has an interesting point of view right now of the movie. But I want to thank you for joining us. Subscribe. Tell people about the podcast. Also, if you're on Facebook, join the Bull Durham Minute Dugout, which is where I'm going to make lots of announcements and post things. It's a group for the podcast. I've already posted a bunch of stuff on there, so enjoy that. Episodes, pictures, observations, and other discussions we have on the show. 
go ahead and go there. If you are on Twitter, follow us on Bull Durham Min. I couldn't get the whole minute. There's only so many characters allowed to do there. But Bull Durham Min, we're there. Follow us there, and you can get updates as well. And you can also follow me. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. We might set up an Instagram page for the show. We might not. Who am I kidding about we? I'm doing this solo. I'm flying solo. So, <laughs> so if I have the bandwidth to start posting stuff on Instagram, I'll do it. But you know we're on Facebook and on Twitter. And how many more pieces of social media do you need? Hey, this is a 108-minute long film. We're going to be doing this three days a week. Every other day, we're going to be dropping Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So this is going to go starting now, but it's going to go into the spring. We're going to continue doing this. And hey, let's face it. This is going to be a strange year. And hopefully this is be a respite for some of the bad news or some of the contentious news that we can all listen to a podcast, which is all about baseball and America and love and sex. And who doesn't love all four of those? So this has been episode one. Talking about minute one, not a lot happened, but I got to introduce myself. Minute two, things start getting interesting, and we get really interesting with Tierney Steele. So tune in for the next episode where we figure out what other pictures are going to be popping up and what significance might they have. Until then, thank you for listening to Bull Durham Minute. This has been Bull Durham Minute, a Sully Baseball podcast produced through Boy in the Drain Productions. Cover art by Christopher J. Nessie. Music by Rob Paravonian. This show is available wherever you get podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bull Durham Men, on Instagram at Bull Durham Minute, follow Sully on Twitter at Sully Baseball, and catch his other podcast, Locked on MLB. And catch other Movie by Minute podcasts by visiting moviesbyminute.com. I am your announcer, Allison Whitley. Catch you at the next episode of Bull Durham Minute.